How great is the freedom that a good friendship brings? There's a special moment where two people look at one another and say, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. In friendship, we're encouraged to be our true selves. Being someone's friend is an exercise in being free to be yourself because friends are people who walk alongside of us and accompany us on our journeys through life. They urge us on to be our best self. Friends are gifts that bless us with their love. As a kid, I moved every three or four years, and it was a pattern that has continued through my 20s. I've loved the adventure that I've been on, but as a kid, I longed for friends who would see me for who I was, not for who I was pretending to be or the new kid. When I got to college, my hopes came true. I met my friends CJ and Merrick, and they became my adventure buddies, people who were down for a late night chat or an early morning workout. They spoke truth to me when I was being an idiot. They laughed with me, they cried with me, we cheered on the Washington State Cougars together, and they reminded me that God loved me for who I was, not for who I wanted to be. We've been through so much together and we have so much fun, and our friendship continues to this very day. We all need friends like them, someone who accepts us and encourages us to be who God has created us to be, a friend who welcomes us into their life with open arms and an open heart, a friend who never leaves us no matter the situation, a friend who promises to be present through the good times and through the bad times, a friend who sacrifices for us and one that we want to sacrifice for. This morning, Jesus has an important message for each one of us to hear. He has chosen us to be his friend, and it's the kind of friendship that you've always hoped for. It's true friendship that will last the test of time. To be Jesus's friend is to abide in his friendship and to pass that friendship along to other people. If we do this, we will find that Jesus's irrational, extraordinary love is within us, and that our joy is made complete. Jesus teaches us this in John 15, verses 9 through 17. He says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Hold on. Jesus mentions love way more than he mentions friendship in this passage. You might be thinking, why are we focusing on Jesus' friendship when he seems to be speaking about love? This is an important question to ask, 
and one that requires a bit of an explanation before we move on. In ancient Greek, the word for friend is used much more broadly and intimately than we use it today. A friend was someone that you loved deeply, so much so that the word to describe the feeling that one person had towards a friend was also used to describe the love that a parent had for a child or the love that a soldier had for their nation. It communicates a feeling of affection, of affiliation, of pride, longing, and contentment. In short, a friend was someone who loved another person deeply. Today, we use words like best friends, soulmates, brothers to describe this kind of feeling. But no word comes closer to describing it than love. In fact, the word that is most commonly used in ancient Greek for love is phileo. And this word forms the root of the Greek word philos, which is usually translated as friend. But words always exist in the context of their culture, and friend is no different. To be a friend in ancient days was something deeper than it is now. In fact, another way to render the word philos into English is to translate it as the beloved, someone who is dearly loved in a personal way. When Jesus links his love and his friendship, he's not linking two dissimilar things together and making a new concept. He's taking two sides of the same coin and showing them to us together so that we grasp the significance of what he's saying. To love God is to be God's friend. To be loved by God is to be extended God's friendship. And to love others is to extend to them the same friendship and love that God has extended to us. And that is a key part of God's friendship. It's extended to us. In fact, John roots our friendship with God in God's choice of us as his friends, not our choice of God. Before we were even aware that we needed him to be our friend, Jesus shared this incredibly good news with us. As he says, I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I, I've called you friends, because I made known to you everything that I heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. We don't choose to be God's friend. We are God's friend. By God's choice. Understanding your friendship with God must begin here. Otherwise, we try to earn what was freely given to us. Friendship with God is unique as a relationship because our status with God is always as his beloved friends, no matter what. If we fail to grasp this and make it our reality, we will be unable to do what Jesus' friends do, and we won't be able to enjoy and flourish within Jesus' love for us. We must allow God's love for us as his chosen friends to impact us. To be someone's friend is to be chosen to encounter them and to receive the love that they give us. Friendship changes us through the love that we are given by our friend. Let me give an example. I have good friends who live in Princeton that have a son, and he loves it when people read to him. So whenever I visit them, I read him books as many as he wants. And one of the books that we read together is this book. The Pout Pout Fish. 
It's a brilliant example of what happens when someone has an encounter with love that changes their life. Listen along with me as I read you this story. Deep in the water where the fish hang out lives a glum, gloomy swimmer with an ever-present pout. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. Along comes a clam with a wide winning grin and a pearl of advice for her pal to take in. Hey, Mr. Fish, with your crosstown frown, don't you think it's time to turn it upside down? Said the fish to his friend, nice thought, Mrs. Clam. I hear what you're saying, but it's just the way I am. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. And so it goes on, until Mr. Fish has an experience that changes him. A mysterious fish swims up, and the book picks up. Now along comes a fish in a silent silver shimmer. The gang has never seen before this bright and brilliant swimmer. She approaches Mr. Fish, but instead of saying, hey, she plants a kiss upon his pout and then she swims away. Mr. Fish is most astounded. Mr. Fish is just aghast. He's stone-faced like a statue. Then he blinks and speaks at last. My friends, says Mr. Fish, I should have known it all along. I thought that I was pouty, but it turns out I was wrong. I'm a kiss-kiss fish with a kiss-kiss face for spreading cheery cheeries all over the place. So I'll smooch and I'll smooch and I'll smooch and I'll smooch. After Mr. Fish experiences a moment of love, he is changed from someone who's a glum and gloomy swimmer into someone who spreads the cheery cheeries all over the place, kissing his friends on the head. He's changed and his relationships are changed as well. Likewise, an experience of God's friendship changes us, both how we understand ourselves and how we see other people. Because God loves us so much, God has chosen us to be his friend. There's a security in this friendship that no earthly friendship can possess. And our security rests in his choice of us, not our choice of God. Jesus shares two ways we should live in response to his choice. We should make our home in his friendship and we should pass his friendship along to other people. Otherwise, we're not truly living out God's friendship. We will spend some time understanding how we make our home in God's friendship so that we are able to pass along his friendship to those around us. Jesus makes it clear to us that the way we are as friends is to abide in his love. But what does it really mean to abide in his love? If we were going to say it differently, we might describe abiding in his love as making a home within it or sticking with it across time. So for today, let's swap out those definitions when we come to abide. Jesus' call to us is to make our home within his love that has chosen us. 
and to stick with his love as we journey through life. Jesus wanted his friends and followers to experience the freedom and joy that he had when he made his home in his father's love. Just as the father was faithful in loving Jesus, Jesus will be faithful to us as our friend because he has chosen us. He urges us to make our home within his faithful friendship like a ship docks within a harbor. In short, he wants us to make our friendship with God the root of everything that we do. Friendship with Jesus is an invitation to a new lifestyle and a new understanding about ourselves. It's not just a set of beliefs about Jesus. He wants us to live as his friends, to live lives of personally loving him with our life, lives of partnership and trust and enjoyment of his presence. Did you know that God enjoys being with you? God does, and he wants you to enjoy his presence, which is with us each moment. We were created to live in loving dependence upon God to allow God to teach us and to love us and to care for us each day. Making our home in God's love is not a retreat from the world around us, but it calls for us to reorient our priorities. God's loves and his ways become our loves and our ways as we walk with God in friendship, because friendship with God changes us. In Brother Lawrence's book, The Practice of the Presence of God, He writes how his life was forever changed by becoming aware of God's presence with him in each moment. If he found his thoughts wandering or that he had done something wrong, he would simply confess it to God and go on believing that God really did love him and wanted to spend each moment with him. As he did so, he found that faith was no longer about rules and the right actions, but it was about living life with God as his friend. Faith developed into a faithful relationship and his interaction with the world was changed. Washing dishes at the monastery was no longer a chore. It was time to be with Jesus. Buying groceries for his brothers wasn't a matter of getting things. It became a journey with God to the market. Whatever he did was transformed from ordinary work into extraordinary communication. All of it organized around practicing being aware of God's loving friendship. He writes, There is no sweeter manner of living in the world than continuous communication with God. Only those who have experienced it can understand. However, I don't advise you to practice it for the sole purpose of gaining consolation for your problems. Seek it, rather, because God wills it, and out of love for God. Brother Lawrence understood that God called us friends— And God made a way for relationship with him because he wants to be with us today. But this way of living will require change. It means taking God at his word and following his commands as he gives them. It means listening for his quiet voice calling to us. It can be uncomfortable and exposing. It will mean that we have to reorient our attention towards being present with God as we are present with what is in front of us. But God will help us to be his friend because he alone has what we need. And as we turn to him, we will find that even the slightest crack of a door that we open up to God will be filled with his gracious presence, beckoning us to come further up and farther into relationship with him. As we make our home in God's friendship, we will also encounter the parallel calling of this passage. 
We are to love one another as Jesus has loved us. True friends possess no greater love than to lay down their lives for their friends. And Jesus says that we are only his friends if we do what he commands us to do, which is to love each other to the point of laying down our life in friendship. Jesus points out that our status has been changed by God's love. We're God's friends now. We're no longer his servants. We're his friends because we have been told what God has revealed to Jesus about his love. It's for everyone, and his desire is to live in deep friendship with all of the people in the world. When God shows us to be his friends out of love, our friendship with him also became a commission to go love others deeply. In a sense, because we're God's chosen friends, we get to represent him in the world. We get to share the news that God is our friend and wants to accompany us in love, not in hate. And we're told that if we want to be God's friend, we should always represent God's friendship to everyone else in our life. This is how we live out our commission. There's not a way around it. Jesus makes it clear. You can't be his friend if you don't pass his friendship along to other people in love. The beauty of our task is that God doesn't say, go love with extravagant acts of love, or even go love with a prescriptive set of rules. He simply says, go love another as I have loved you. And then he qualifies it and says, there's no greater love than laying down your life for your friend. Jesus loved in big ways, and Jesus loved in small ways. And he shows us the entire time how to pass along God's friendship to other people. Far too often, we have a tendency to treat people either as scenery or machinery when we should actually be treating them as God's beloved. Jesus knew how to treat others as God's beloved friends, and he did so in every interaction with someone. He spoke with the people that he shouldn't have. He crossed socioeconomic and racial boundary lines in ways that were unthinkable at the time. He broke religious conventions, and he corrected teachers who were missing the point about God's love. Jesus placed no limits on our love, other than to say that the fullest extent of love is self-sacrifice. Every act in between is fair game. Mother Teresa once illustrated this by saying that we can do no great things. We can only do small things with great love. Jesus himself showed us a small thing that we can do with great love. Jesus prays for his disciples. Jesus exemplifies that prayer for another person is a divinely inspired act of friendship. He shows us that prayer is a little act that we can do with great love. If we're God's friends, we will ask the Father for whatever we need in Jesus' name and he will give it to us. One way we can pass on God's friendship to other people is to pray for them, just like Jesus prayed for us. Making our home in Jesus' friendship involves praying with him, just like Jesus made his home in God's love by praying to God. Jesus has chosen us to be his friends. His hope is that we would hear him calling out to us as a friend and respond to him by choosing to be his friend each day. He wants us to pass his friendship along to the other people that we meet in love. And one way we can do this is to pray for people. So let us go to God as his friends and pray together. 
God, we thank you that you are a good God, a God who calls us his friends. We don't deserve this title, but it's your gift. And you love us regardless, and we thank you for that. God, would you help us to know your presence in this moment and to be your friends each and every day? God, would you equip us to go love the people that we meet and teach us to pray for those around us so that way we can be people who pass on your friendship and your love to those that we encounter. We thank you for the grace of Jesus, and we pray that this week you would be near to us in a way that we can only describe as friendship. We pray for all of this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.